What is up, you guys? Welcome to the most difficult episode of Saturdays and Seltzers to produce ever. Tons of technical difficulties this week, but still wanted to get something out for you guys. We basically got through everything, but we are moving our mailbag segment to next week, so stay tuned for that. But we are reacting to Doug Peterson being hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tuka Rask retiring, and our first bean pot together, our reactions. We love you guys. Let's have a great episode. Let's go. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitating. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo, and I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo, but you priceless. Superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl, you all plus, no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn. 12 hours. How was your Friday? My Friday was busy, but good. How was your Friday? My Friday was also busy, but not good. I had my car towed. Um, If you follow me, you know that I think that the suspension in my car went out in the cold. So that sucks. Um, Probably going to cost me a couple grand to get that fixed. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. You know, hung out with the dogs. The weather's freaking nice out. So it's it's not been that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, car trouble sucks, but it's like it happens, you know. Oh, do I ever? <laughs> oh, I know you do. Um, so if this is your first time listening to Saturdays and Seltzers, we do a segment called HLH every week, which is our high low hero of the week. Your high is something good that happened. Your low is something that was obviously not so great. And then your hero is something unexpected that was good that happened to you just to kind of get you guys, you know, maybe caught up on our last week of life. So Sarah, what do you have as an HLH this week? Okay, my high is the bean pot, plus BU made it to the finals again, so mm-hmm. that's exciting. We'll see what happens Monday, but right now I'm just excited that we have the bean pot. That's a high. Um, low is the old lady at the gym that verbally abused me in the <laughs> locker room. She was like, okay, you know when you're just like changing, like you don't, it's fucking Planet Fitness. The whole thing is a judgment-free zone, you know? So... <laughs> I'm just changing, minding my business. And she starts talking to me. We're just like chatting a little bit. And then she just like stops and stares at me. She goes, you look a bit malnourished. (laughs) Just like, what the fuck? And you know me, I don't know how to handle situations like that. So I was just like, oh, geez, I hope not. (laughs) Oh, geez, I hope not. I literally would have been like, yeah, you should try it sometime. (laughs) old bat in my head I'm like fuck you but I'm like oh I hope not <laughs> you're way too nice I don't understand how you're the one who's actually from Massachusetts I know like I do not have that in me you at don't all. the mass I have the attitude <laughs> I do I'm also loving your humane shirt I just have to shout it out thank you Kevin oh uh, yeah humane thank you homie had to rep it mm-hmm okay all right what was your yes, low it- that, that was my low, but my hero was actually getting to go out last night. That was easily Woo! my hero. Big night out, crazy. 
God. Crazy <laughs> night out. We went to like two bars so and had crazy. like five drinks. <laughs> but and you know what? I got my fucking house. So you did. And you. I had I had a ton of fun. So it was Gucci. We'll do it again soon. My friends are obsessed with you. So it's perfect. <laughs> um, so my hi this week. I so obviously if you listen to this show you know I've been bitching about Vivid Seeds for like two weeks but I did get to go see Still Woozy and he was awesome I had so much fun if you don't know their music I think it's something that like everyone can really enjoy it's kid friendly go check it out um they are awesome I had so much fun and I am obsessed with him and his girlfriend so now I follow everyone in the band and his girlfriend and they're probably like who the fuck (laughs) is this bitch but like I don't really care um my low was actually so we're going to the bean pot Monday. I don't care how we get there. We're going. Um, yep. but yep. I was watching the bean pot and they were talking about, this is my low. They were talking about the Jack Hughes and the Jack Hughes thing. And it really just gave me Hunter Renfro, <laughs> Hunter Renfro vibes. And I was like kind of <laughs> high and watching the bean pot. And I just was like, this is the same thing as the Hunter Renfro thing, except there's no way to tell them apart because their names mm-hmm. are Jack Hughes and it's spelled the exact same way. And it confuses the fuck out of me, especially because Riley is in college too. So I'm just like, this hurts my brain. <laughs> I know. I never even thought about that till you put it in our notes, but yeah, it is. It's worse than the Hunter Renfro one. Because you can't tell them apart. Yeah. And they're both so young. So it's just like so confusing. Um, (laughs) And then my hero is our Dilly shout out of the week. Dylan was so nice. He gave me his peacock login so that I could watch the Olympics. So thank you, Dilly, for being a nice and sweet young gentleman. We love you long time. Um, love you love you so neither of us we okay so to be fair we were going to record yesterday and then we decided that Sarah should just have a full-on day off um so that's why we are recording on Friday instead of Wednesday or Thursday um but we did get the chance to try the new fruit smash eight percent what are they the super super seltzers or something like that um they're really good I love the black cherry one the black cherry one's my favorite so Go check out our Instagram story for that stuff. We will also be drinking some new Belgium stuff on Sunday for the Super Bowl. But tonight it is caffeine Friday for me and Sarah. So Sarah is drinking her favorite drink of all time. Which flavor? <laughs> um, this one is the Celsius peach mango green tea. Usually I, I just like drink the peach vibe one, but this mm. one's very good too. I do like that one. That's a good one. I actually really love Celsius. They just are so expensive. Yeah, they are really expensive. I went to CVS yesterday because, you know, I blow through them like it's no one's business. And I was like, oh, I need to stock up on more. And I got like four of them. It was like $12. Like they're fucking no, energy drinks. No bap. When I was drinking those like all the time, Amazon's the place to do. You can get like a 12 pack of them for like $22. Really? Mm-hmm. I used to Amazon mm. Prime them to my house. It's a move. <laughs> um, once again, I have assimilated into new england quite well i am drinking a large black <laughs> dunkin donuts coffee what else i'm streaming tonight Love so i need to some, see it need some gamer fuel yeah that's what we're calling it um i have usually we start things off uh if you listen to our show talking about baseball but there is still no baseball news as far as i'm concerned do you, i i have nothing I know Rob Manfred had his press conference the other day just saying 
oh yeah, we're going to start the season on time. Spring training starting on time. I don't know a single fucking soul who is gullible enough to believe that. No. It was just a bunch of bullshit. There's nothing going on there. Spring training's supposed to start in like a month. Are you, there's no yeah. fucking way. <laughs> there's, I'm sorry. It's, it's not going to happen. Sorry, baseball Actually, fans. You know what I do? I have one. I just need to read it. I don't know. Do you know Justin Verlander's brother, Ben? Who he's okay. like a baseball reporter. Mm-hmm. He made, I'm sorry to call him out by name, but this is the stupidest tweet I think I've seen in my life. And I was just like taken aback by it. Let me okay. just read it for you. Yep. Where is it? Okay. He said, if MLB was smart, dot, 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 hear me out. Figure it all out on Saturday and just before the Super Bowl kickoff on Sunday, announce live that an agreement has been reached. Boom. Baseball won the Super Bowl. And I retweeted a tweet that was like, MLB could announce right before Super Bowl kickoff that it's back and it will still be trending 14 topics below the Bengals kicker's name after he makes a 37-yard field goal. Like, I understand you that, like, that? baseball. I didn't tweet that. I retweeted that. That someone oh, said that's that, a, like. I was going to say, that's a dope tweet. Oh, no, I retweeted I wish I thought of that. But I was like, it's so fucking true. Like, how stupid are you to think anyone would give a shit? On Super Bowl Sunday, baseball's like, hey, uh, we reached a labor agreement. They're like, okay, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No one gives Super- a shit. Isn't the Super Bowl the second most watched sporting event behind, like, the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also, By far. I don't know about you, but I, I know that you are becoming less and less of a baseball fan, Um, not that you don't love baseball and you don't love the Red Sox and stuff like that, but like, we've had conversations about how, you know, you're kind of moving on from baseball a little bit as like a reporter Mm -hmm. and more into a fan. I know for me personally, this whole process has made me hate the sport of baseball so much. Like I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I'm not even excited for baseball season whatsoever. And it's like, I usually am excited for baseball season up here because the weather is nice. There's so many games, tickets are cheap. It's fun to go. And you and I spent like half mm-hmm. of our summer at Fenway last year. And this year, like, I yep. feel like I just don't even care. No, like, obviously I'm super excited to get back to Fenway. Like it's such a fun atmosphere. I love the Red Sox always will. Like they're going to be a team that I'm like die hard by forever. But I'm like, we are not serious. Like maybe it's just, me now not being so connected to baseball like I used to be like you seriously think even once they reach an agreement I'm not gonna be celebrating over a fucking labor agreement like it's bullshit that this has even gone on this long or that Mm -hmm. it started to begin with like figure the fuck out why as a sports fan should you have to concern yourself with that shit like that Mm -hmm. sounds so like privileged and dumb maybe of me to say but I'm like I follow the sport because I love the sport. I don't really give a shit about the business aspect of it. The labor agreements, I'm like, treat your players right, pay them right. And like, they are the product that everyone cares about. Like, get the fuck over yourselves. That's just how I feel about it. But no, 100%. I'm on the same page as you. Like, why the fuck should we be excited that baseball is doing the fucking bare minimum? (laughs) Like, Like, oh, yeah. Spring training will start on time. One, that's a lie. Two, um, yeah, I fucking hope so. Like, what? Yeah. Um. So that is our baseball bash of the week. Thank you for coming to our <laughs> seltzer talk. Um. 
obviously it's Super Bowl week and we will touch on that a little bit. We've talked about the Super Bowl a ton on this show though. So if you want to know who we're cheering for our thoughts, we'll give some quick ones here, but go listen to our last two shows. Cause we really kind of got into the weeds a little bit more about how we feel. I think in those shows, um, I also just have a couple comments because we have not chat since the Jaguars officially hired Doug Peterson as their head coach. It's been about a week. So, you know, everyone's had their opinions out there. If you follow me on Twitter, you know how I feel about it. Um, but I did just want to, you know, kind of readdress my thoughts on the podcast, just in case you do not follow us or you're a first time listener. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Jaguars fan. I did cry when I found out that it was Doug Peterson, just because I don't like the pro I don't think any Jaguars fan or any football fan in general, um, likes how this process went with Byron Leftwich. I think it was a little bit unfair to sell the fan, sell the fan base, him as a new head coach. And obviously it didn't work out. And it's like, not that I don't love Doug Peterson. I think he's a great guy. You know, he's funny. He's personable. He I was really concerned about the year he took off from the NFL, but in his press conference, he shared that it was for some personal reasons. And that really helped me feel a little bit better about it. I just feel like I'm getting kind of gaslit by like a shitty boyfriend through this entire process. Um, I will say the press conference, I, I, I saw a lot of people tweet this after I did, and I'm not saying that anyone didn't feel this way or anything like that. I just know that I was one of the first people to say it. I was so proud of the Jags reporters and writers and all of that stuff during this press conference. First of all, they had great questions for Doug Peterson, but they also, you know, gave Shad and Trent the business. They didn't back down when they tried to give them shitty answers. They kept pressing. And I think that that's what good reporters do. And I'm really proud to be a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars and some of their reporters that I follow on Twitter and stuff because they got answers. And I think that they asked the right questions, especially because Shad Khan was trying to dodge stuff for so long. Um, so I thought it was a great press conference from that aspect. Um, they did announce that they did file a request for an EVP, which I think would be really good for the Jaguars just because there is so much crap going on with Trent Baalke. I think that that would be great. Um, and it would kind of make it so that it's more of like a one voice final decision sort of situation. So I do like that. Um, I'm just trying not to drink the Kool-Aid too soon. I know that a lot of, not that I did this last year, just cause I hated urban from the jump. Um, but I think that just the way that everything has gone with the Jaguars, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Like you can't be all on board because that's when you get your emotions in trouble, I think as a fan. So that's just where I'm at. In case you guys were wondering, I know we got some questions about that in our mailbag. Um, lots of hires have been made this week. I am happy that they are bringing in a lot of former players. I think that that's awesome. Um, I, I love when former, I don't know about you. How do you feel about former players moving into coaching? I think it's great. I think that when guys can relate to people from an aspect that they've been there before, I think that that's really advantageous. I don't know about you. Oh no, I love it. Like right now at the Bruins, like they have Chris Kelly on their coaching staff and like he played with like Marshawn and Bergeron mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just feel like it makes it so it kind of puts that connect between the two. Like, it's not just like, here's the coaches, here's the players, like, I'm above you, we don't relate on anything, I'm just in charge of you. I feel like it kind of connects them on a better level. Yep, I agree. I think it's a great thing to do, and we hired a lot of those people this week. I'm also excited about Jim Bob Cooter, just to be able to talk <laughs> about Jim Bob Cooter, so <laughs> that's kind of sick. Can't wait for those jokes. Um, I am going to say that I am so sick of the push and pee crap because we hired Doug Peterson. It's chuggy. Stop. Cut it off. I hate it. Stop it. It's not push and pee. Shut the fuck up. I don't even know what that means. Still. We've talked about this before. <laughs> what the fuck does it mean? I'm like, I still don't know what it means. I don't get it. I clue. really, I don't get it at all. And I hate it. 
Um, but those are pretty much all the thoughts that I have about that. I, we did get a question about who I think that they should hire later on. I have one person that I'm going to talk about, but just because the coaching stuff is being filled so quick, it would take, you know, an hour of our show to talk about all of it. Um, I did want to get your opinion. I don't know if you saw me tweet about this a day or two ago, the NFL decided that they are going to be playing some games in Germany. Um, I personally hate the taking away of home games for certain teams to play them in London or somewhere like Germany, just because I don't think it's fair to the fans. I don't think it's fair to the players. I get that they're trying to grow the game, but I don't, I don't like this as someone who has a team who takes away a home game just to play in London every year. Um, it takes away jobs from the city for a week. And I don't know, I get that they're trying to grow the sport. How do you, how do you have any thoughts? It's kind of the same way I feel about when the Red Sox went to London and that was considered a home game. Like it's cool. I think it's a cool concept. And I think that's nice for the people out there to grow the sport and whatnot. But like you said, I don't like that. It takes away a home game because one, just like in general, I feel like in most sports, like, yeah, it's not a huge advantage to have home fields, but like you'd like to have it. Like you like to have your own fans. You like the atmosphere, you know, that field, whatever the best. And then, like you said, it takes away jobs from those people that are working in the park or at the field. I don't know. Like, again, I think it's cool in concept. Maybe if anything, make it like a preseason thing. That's always how I like saw it as like, that's more something to do like either preseason or honestly play the fucking pro bowl somewhere (laughs) crazy if you want i don't really give a fuck no one fucking cares about the pro bowl (laughs) that's actually a really good point that you bring up because the pro bowl is usually played um in hawaii but it's been played in orlando recently and it's like nobody wants to go to fucking orlando for the pro bowl like guys want to go on vacation that's the point of having it in hawaii so it's like i love the idea of taking the pro bowl and putting it somewhere like london or germany because guys would totally go there on vacation after the pro bowl you know what i mean oh yeah and 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 that could totally get fans involved and stuff because like i don't want to fuck i mean i would go to the pro bowl don't get me wrong that would be sick but it's like there's only 17 games in a season and for you to take one of our home and cut that in half for home games and it's like now mm-hmm. you're taking away a home game from a, a fan base that doesn't have a ton of games in the first place at home. Like, it's not like it's a baseball season where you have maybe what, 50, 60 home games, maybe even more than that. Yeah. A year, definitely more than that a year. So it's like, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Um, and I, I don't like it. I just, as someone who's had home games taken away from them for a hot second, I, I think that that sucks. But I do love the idea of having the Pro Bowl somewhere. Um, I did want to talk to you. Did you hear about the TB12 deflate gate thing this week? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts about it? Because I only have one thing to say about it. This story is so old and I'm so over it. Like, I feel like people who live outside of New England are always going to look at Tom Brady as being guilty because when he didn't just take that one game suspension, he decided instead of taking the slap on the wrist, I think it was six games that he had to sit or four games or something yeah. like that. Um, I think that that's what made him look guilty. So I think people outside of New England will always look at him like that. But I wanted to know um, your thoughts because I, I only have one point that I want to make. Yeah, you know, as a New Englander, I did think the whole thing was bullshit. That's obviously the New England bias in me, whatever. But to bring it up years, years later, and I know people constantly make jokes. They constantly like bring it up and they're like, oh, it's tattered Brady's reputation. Like, we just saw Brady retired. We see the way people are talking about him. Like, it did not tatter his reputation. No. He's no. 
no one's saying that his career is like some flunk because of that. Like, I really don't think it had the same impact that people are trying to make it out to be. And yep. I think a lot of people are like, oh, we get draft picks back or he mm-hmm. should be paid for those games. Like he should get his money back for the fines. Like who the fuck cares at this point? Honestly, yeah. especially yeah. now that he's retired. I'm like, whatever. And he wasn't even with New England when he retired. I'm like, they don't really, like, I think the NFL definitely fumbled the bag somewhere along the way in that investigation again that's just me as a new englander saying that Mm -hmm. but at this point there's there's no need to keep digging at it (laughs) see i feel a little differently see i heard uh, maybe it was felger i don't know i heard felger comparing it to the david ortiz situation of was he guilty was he not we'll never really know because there was never really that in like I mean, I think it's a little bit more serious than the David Ortiz stuff, just because there is a little bit more evidence. Um, but uh-huh. that's how people outside of New England are going to look at him or people inside of New England are going to look at him, I think. But as much as I think that people don't care anymore and it's not like Tom Brady needs the money, I do think that they should get that draft pick back. And I do think that he should be paid for those games just because if the NFL isn't held accountable by somebody and that somebody being Tom Brady, the biggest face in your game, who the fuck is going to hold the NFL accountable? And what if it wasn't Tom Brady? What if it was like some fucking, I don't know, like practice squad player or something. I'm just like, for future reference, I think that this needs to happen because the NFL is kind of a shit run organization that you need to hold them accountable. And if it's going to be somebody, I think that it should be Tom Brady. That's true. Yeah. I didn't think of that because it does set a future precedent. Cause like you said, if they're not going to do it for Tom Brady, who are they going to do it for? Yep. And I know they look at it as, oh, well, the league hates Tom Brady, whatever. But he is the most like popular face in football. So if you're mm-hmm. not going to do that for him, then there's no hope for anyone. And again, like you said, NFL is kind of not the best run in yeah. general. So yeah, it's like I people are over that. about it. People have forgotten about it. It's not like Tom needs the mm-hmm. money. The Patriots are clearly fine. But for me, it's just like, uh, all right, well, if Tom Brady can't hold the NFL accountable, who the fuck yeah. can? Um, so that's how I feel about it. I see both sides. I mean, I, I, I bet a bunch of people are ready to move on, but we'll see how it goes. Maybe, I don't know. I doubt anything's going to happen of it. Tom Brady's like ready yeah. to retire and move on. Um, <laughs> we have one more thing to talk about before we talk about our, anything we have to say about the Super Bowl. I did just want to mention that Alvin Kamara was arrested after the Pro Bowl. And I honestly, I, do you know how Alvin Kamara is? I'm not sure. I saw this story. So that's the only way I knew who he was because I read the story. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that I was kind of shocked by this. Like, and I think a lot of Saints fans were as well. I know Ross and Dylan were talking about it on Twitter, like kind of how he just seemed like he was like a shy, quiet, kind of kept to himself kind of dude, you know, kept his head down and work sort of type of person. Um, so I, I, I always kind of saw him like that too. So I was a little shocked to see this. Um, I do think that he might actually wind up serving some jail time though, just because I saw the picture of the guy that he beat up and holy crap like there's this was not just like a bar fight like he beat the fuck out of this guy really beat the fuck out of this dude like it wasn't just a scrap yeah it was not just a scrap so if that's the case I like I love Alvin Kamara I think he makes the game more fun and he's obviously a huge Saints asset but like if you're beating people up in a bar and you're an NFL player like like we just said like it it, everyone deserves to be held accountable Mm mm-hmm 
So that's, that's my only, that's my only thought on the Alvin Kamara situation. I just want to talk about it because it was such a huge story this week. Um, as far as the Super Bowl, Sarah, I need to know what your like goat NFL, like Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, like what's your goat game day snack for like big games? Hmm. That's a good question. Mm. Cause I love like all Super Bowl snacks, but me too. I'm a huge snack girl. Damn. I feel like I want to say just like, honestly, chips and dip in general. It doesn't matter what the dip is. That's my anything. Yep. Any that I could dip it into. I'm about Mm -hmm. it. I don't care what the fuck's in it. (laughs) And yep. Anything crunchy that I can shovel shit into my mouth with. I'm so Mm -hmm. in. So (laughs) in. (laughs) I'm also a chip and dip fan, especially like OG Lay's or like Ruffles. Yes goaded that's mine as well do you have a Slaps. super bowl drink choice hmm i feel like in the past i just usually drink beer on all mm. super bowl sundays so i feel like it's a long day you gotta pace yourself you do gotta pace <laughs> yourself i'm i'm gonna stick with the Celtics. new belgium did send us a bunch of beer and they are sending over some seltzers and swag bags for us for sunday so shout out to them thank you so much appreciate you guys um, I am going to stick with the Rams as my pick. Obviously, my hardest cheering for the Bengals. Um, I just want no injury and a good game, but I am going to stick with I think that the Rams are going to win, but I'm obviously cheering for the Bengals. How do you feel? Last last chance, last go of it. What are we picking? I'm gonna stick with the Bengals still. All right. I've been riding with them this whole time just because of Joe Burrow. I was like, you know what? It would be fucked up of me to switch up now. So it's true. It's gotten you this far. You might as well keep it working. <laughs> um, I see that there is a lot of lacrosse stuff in our notes. So yes. before we get into the craziness that is Tuka Rask, make sure you stay tuned for our reactions to his retirement. Let's get through some lacrosse stuff, my girl. Okay, so there actually was some PLL news this week. Uh, They announced the first half of their schedule, all mainly East Coast. The big parts of it is they're opening in Albany this year, June 4th. Typically, they open in Gillette, so that's different. But they have the All-Star Game at Gillette, which is going to be fun and exciting. We will be there. Hell yeah, we will be. With Albany, I'm definitely going. It's going to be, like I said, June 4th through 6th. they have such a good crowd because Albany is such a hotbed for lacrosse and top of the fact it's at UAlbany where so many big lacrosse stars came out mm-hmm. of. So that should be exciting. Um, they're also going to Charlotte for the first time. I think that'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know really what the lacrosse scene is there. I know they're big into college lacrosse. So I would imagine they're going to get a big yeah. crowd there as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Duke and UNC are not far. And yeah. I feel like Duke has like decent lacrosse, correct? Oh yeah, they have great players to come out of there you can see has some good ones too so yeah that should be good for them I'm excited for that and excited to see when the second half schedule comes out where they're going to go like west coast because I feel like east coast obviously is such a big like lacrosse like hotbed in general Mm -hmm. there's just so many places to go like Long Island Maryland and whatnot Mm -hmm. but west coast I feel like you're still kind of trying to like build lacrosse out Mm -hmm. there like get a fan base so I'm interested to see where they decide to go Yep. Um, other than that, for the PLL, there was another trade for the Cannons. They added Ryan Tierney. I don't know, because as we've talked about here on before, 
the head coach is the one who does all the trades because there is no like general manager. Yeah. Like the coaches are the general manager for the time being. Yep. I don't know what Sean Quirk is up to, but I love it. Big Working. year for the Cannons. Everyone, everyone hop on board. Go Cannons. All my <laughs> homies found- love the Cannons. I've like found over the last year since I've gotten into the PLL when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a Cannons fan because I was a fan of them when they were within the MLLs, the Boston Cannons. I think people just hate the fact that they were ever a Boston team. So they're like, fuck the Cannons. I'm like, why? Like they're an expansion team. But I think it is the fact that they came as a Boston team. Everyone's like, no, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. That tends to be fair. We talk about this all the time, but it's true. Like as a New England transplant, like people outside of New England just fucking hate (laughs) New England because of it's, it is fucking title town and it has been for decades, dude. (laughs) well I just remember when I went to Gillette for opening weekend last year and I said something I was talking to some of the Cannons players I like called them accidentally the Boston Cannons I was like oh Boston like we are not the Boston Cannons (laughs) they're like we are the Cannons lacrosse club no affiliation to Boston I was like why are you hating so much like you know what I was a Cannons fan long before you guys they have been here since like 2001 I was like I went to all those games when I was younger they want nothing to do with Boston Cannons you know what understood (laughs) suck my ass because you're no good or better than everybody else (laughs) I love that YouTube video man that is fair I'm sad that we aren't having time okay announcement really quick I am going to throw this on Twitter and Instagram as well this obviously if you are watching on YouTube is not our normal graphic show Tyler we gave him the weekend off just because we are recording on Friday so if you miss our tweet or our Instagram and you are watching this on YouTube that is why but that would have been a hilarious YouTube clip to throw in um (laughs) but I just wanted to shout out Tyler and say thanks to our intern listening as a fan this week love you forever God bless your soul (laughs) bless I don't know how you put up with us (laughs) truly (laughs) That- <laughs> all right nll news that's not it for pl nll just some like things i've been thinking about over the last week we talked so much about jeff teat because the are jeff teat stands here forever and always mm-hmm. the rookie of the year race i've like realized and i've ha- obviously i've noticed this before but i was just like no it's gonna be jeff teat or bust which i'm sure it still will be just because he's the offensive big name star here Reed Bowering on the Vancouver Warriors. He's a defenseman for them. He's putting up insane fucking numbers to the point I'm like, it should be a very close race for the rookie of the year between those two, especially given how much he like helps that Vancouver team. I do think it will definitely be T just because of who he is. And, and he's like, got again, the SNS bump, baby. True. And I'm like, people love goals. Goals are sexy. Reed Bowering. He's picking up like fucking like 15 loose balls per game, but he gets, I think the second career game, he had a hat trick, which is impressive for, you know, we love defense mm-hmm. and scoring. We love we that, do. but we stand, I think it will go to teat, but Reed Bowering deserves quite the look for rookie of the year. And I would not be mad. I don't think it'll happen, but I need, I to will let, say, I need to let everyone know what I have deemed the all-star game. so last night sarah and i were at the bar and we had been drinking the brand new eight percent fruit smash (laughs) pre-gaming and i have decided that i think obviously jeff teat is going to make the all-star game we will make sure of that ourselves if need be but (laughs) i have deemed 
the PLO all-star game, the teat retreat. (laughs) And I love it so much (laughs) because we are going to go and just scream probably. Welcome back to me screaming. (laughs) I just love that name. It's so clever. It's so good. It's so good. At the time, it was just so, so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still is yep. so funny. And that's, and that's on having a couple bevs on a night out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what else you got for me? Okay. Uh, other than that, <laughs> last weekend, I think we talked about it briefly when I said, yeah, like Albany and Georgia have this weird double header. I did not put together, like, I knew it was weird that they had double header in two different places. Like, it, they literally went from Georgia on Friday, both teams, and then fly back to Albany just the two of, just to play each other again, less than twenty four hours later, a different location. I don't. I just thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> but you and know I, what? Because I'm like, double headers already are so tiring, and then they're like, okay, you're also going to get on a plane. And you're going to sit next to them, Joe Schmo, all the way yep. back to Albany. And then you're just going to play each other again. You're tired. You just had to travel. I just don't understand <laughs> no why. They, practice. Why do they do it like that? I don't know. Like, I'm sure, obviously, the fact that it was, like, two different locations was just to make sure there's that balance of home and away games for both teams. Yeah. But I'm like, that's a crazy double hammer. Like you could have given him like a day off in between, like have him play Friday, give him Saturday off, then Sunday. Or, or just play somewhere neutral. Like that just seems like so like just seem, like resources seem to be so wasted in this situation. <laughs> like for like, what? We went on a radio show. I don't know. I went on a radio show earlier this week at Space Out Albany and they were talking about it. They were like asking about the firewolves, whatever. And they're just like, well, I think it's a good sign for the league that they're able to afford to just do that back and forth. I was like, true. <laughs> Clearly, they've got some money there to travel, but I don't know. It just seemed a little, a little wild. But who knows? <laughs> they That's split wild. that anyways. Georgia won the first game. Albany won the second. So there we go. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. Speaking of games last weekend. We had another sock trick. We love the sock trick here. Connor Robinson of the Mammoth. I hope people threw their socks. I did not watch that game. I just saw that he had a sock trick, and that's very important to me. Um, The Buffalo Bandits still have a perfect record. I don't know if they'll lose a game at this point. It just seems like that's not going to happen, at least in the regular season. They're just, like, sailing through everyone, which is nuts. Yep. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Sarah and I just had some insane technical difficulties. We are going to try and jump in where we left off. It is, if it's not exactly perfect, bear with us. Um, we've gone 27 weeks without anything insane happening to us. So I think your last thing that you said you were getting to was your NLL game to watch this week. Yes. The last, last game for this week or NLL point, I should say Game to watch this week, Riptide versus Swarm, Saturday at 6. It's a lot of youth between these two teams. They're both two teams that are still kind of like low bottom of the standings. But I think it's just exciting to be able to watch these young guys play and see who comes out on top. So that's my game to watch this week. Cool. Looking for another Riptide dub. Go Jeff Teat. Jeff Teat supremacy. Um, 
we hinted earlier at our NHL conversation being a little a little crazy with Sarah's emotions potentially, but we are going to move into our NHL stuff, and I think it's only fair to talk about your reaction to Tuka Rask's retirement. Yeah, um, my reaction, I did not take it well. I know Kendra <laughs> knows this. I was sending her Snapchats of myself crying, which the thing is, because we heard like the day before like okay it sounds like Tuka is retiring like that's thoughts like it was all prepped like I had time to emotionally prepare because it's not like Tuka's Tom Brady he's not going to be like make you like wait and be like oh maybe he is coming back now just to spite no it's fucking Tuka Rass he's not going to do that it was pretty obvious that that's what was going to happen yet still somehow seeing the official statement it just it hurt my heart so much I did cry a lot um it sucks because at the beginning of the week we heard oh yeah like Tuka's not practicing this week like Bruce Cassie just straight up said he's like he's not practicing this week and I was like okay well I guess I'm not going to see any of those three or four starts I want to see from him anytime soon and then the next day it was Tuka's going to retire it's coming within the next couple days his body just can't do it anymore I just feel so awful for him because he the only reason he wants to come back at this point like it probably was like his body like told him like no more but he just wanted that one last run at it with Bergeron and Marshawn he spent all that time rehabbing all this time just trying to get back out there you know it was a rough few starts that he had but you could tell he just like he didn't care he wasn't there for money like he really just wanted one last go at it and his body was like no you're done yeah um my question for you I know I asked you last night uh, about Tom and Tuka retiring in the same week. And I just wrote down in my notes to put out a poll and get people's reactions slash who they were more sad about and those sorts of things. But my question for you is, do you think that one, this was obviously it's the right decision for Tuka because if he's hurting, he should obviously not be playing. But mm-hmm. that aside, do you think that this was the right decision for the team and the Bruins like is this was this the right thing and then my other question for you is do you think that they put his number in the rafters I think like you said this is definitely the right decision for him just for his body and his health and it's kind of reached the point he's like okay I need to move on like he has a whole family you know but I was annoyed with the people that were like oh like what a waste this was like this was such a dumb idea to even bring him back in the first place like it's obviously the same people that had no respect for Tuka to start with and will never appreciate what a unreal goaltender we had in him. And yeah, he was never the starter with a Stanley Cup title, but he is the winningest goaltender in Bruins history. And if you aren't able to see how fucking good he is, you are going to be miserable for the rest of your hockey fanhood because that was so rare that we got to see such a good goaltender like that and have him for so long. But uh, yeah, I was really fed up with people that are like, well, this stunts Swayman's growth, like all this shit. And I'm like, one, he was there for what, three fucking weeks in Providence? How does it stunt his growth? He needed more development. We've all been saying like, it's very clear, like he's a good goaltender and we know he's going to be good for a long time, but it never hurts to get further development. And he even said himself, he's like, I had no issue with being down there. Like I thought it was good for me. And then on top of the fact that it's the same people that are like, oh, Tuka, like I hate him, like blah, blah, blah. But now they're all pissed about Swayman because he comes in and he's not elite enough to their standards. It's the same fucking thing over and over again with those people. 
So I don't know why you can't just like celebrate a good career or great career and yeah. just look forward to the future. Yeah. Um, see, my thing was more so like we've kind of agreed to disagree about our thoughts about Tuka and like sending him down to Providence and whatnot. Um, but my thing, I don't know. I'm trying to like get us both. Oh, there we go. Sorry. I did like get us back both on our uh, recording. But my thing was that I did think that sending him down potentially could hurt his confidence. Um, and we disagreed a little bit about that. But if he says that he was fine with it and he thinks he's okay, then awesome. I don't really think that that's a fair argument for people to make if that's coming from him, even though that might just be PR training. My thing is, is the people who don't like Tuka or didn't think that he had a great career, I don't think are going to be able to fully appreciate him until it's someone else full-time in that role. And now that he's officially not coming back, I think that they need to see what he was through watching someone else not be so great. And unfortunately that might be through Allmark and Swayman. And it's not that Swayman's not the future and it's not that he's not going to be great. And it's not that he's going to not have a great career. It's just that I don't think people are going to appreciate him how they should until the rest of this season unfolds, unfortunately. Oh no, Bruins fans consistently. I was talking about it with my friend who's on the Bruins beat the other day. He was like, just think back to like Tim Thomas People like, yeah, he's another elite goaltender we were so lucky to have. People were not talking about him the way we talk about him now when he was here. Like, mm -hmm. they put on this front, like, Tuka was never Thomas, like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you were talking mad shit about him, too. Don't, like, act yeah. like it's as soon as someone's gone, like, oh, look what we had. And you know it's going to happen again. This is what he's going to be like, oh, like, wow, we're really missing, missing Rask now. And it's like, no fucking shit. Maybe if you took the time to appreciate him when he was here, then you won't be saying that. And again, Swayman's so young. Like, he still has so much to develop, so much time left, and he's going to be here up here for a long time, hopefully, with the Bruins. I'm not worried at all about what he looks mm -hmm. like right now, to be honest. Like, again, we've said it a few times on the show, like, I don't really think goaltending's that big of an issue for this team I think that Swayman mm -hmm. definitely has some games where he seems to struggle against stronger teams but no shit he's 23 22 whatever yeah yep I mean I I've said this before on this show like as an outsider looking into the Boston market I don't think anyone in this market is ever okay more technical difficulties for me and Sarah this is just how dedicated we are to get this fucking show out um, we were talking about Tuka Rask. I know we were talking about his lack of appreciation. Do you have any other, other comments before we, or were we talking about Bergeron? I don't even fucking know anymore. This show is cut out twice in a row and I'm ready to scream. We were still on Tuka. I hadn't gotten to Bergeron. All right. Bergie, let's go. Well, two things I guess about Bergeron. First thing, still in regards to Tuka's retirement, the people that are like the next person to go is Patrice. He's retiring after this season. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't know if it's just because he is my favorite athlete of all time. So just like the thought of that, like rattles me to my core. But I'm like, listen, don't beat people while they're fucking down. Like shut your fucking mouths. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me enjoy. I don't care if this is my last season with Patrice. I don't want to know it yet. Okay. And now True. he's fucking injured. We don't know, like, how long he's going to be out. He has a concussion. The Bruins put out an update today. Like, mind you, again, out with a concussion. Like, he's riding the stationary bike. He is still out for Ottawa. Meanwhile, I'm like, what the fuck does him riding the stationary bike have to do with a fucking concussion? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm tired of people with, like, oh, here be the bear of the bad news. But this is probably Bergeron's last season. 
let us enjoy things, okay? I don't care if this team finishes bottom of the standings. I'm going to enjoy Patrice Bergeron every second he's on the fucking ice, you assholes. Kill off, queen, <laughs> mic drop. Um, obviously, we have to talk about Brad Marchand and him being now, I believe, the most suspended player in NHL history, if I'm not mistaken. And we talked about this last week on the show, and I think I'm ready to change my stance a little bit. Um, I know that you have some different feelings and I do potentially. And we talked about how people outside of new England potentially view him as, you know, sort of a dirty player. I think that I've changed my stance on thinking that he might be a dirty player. When you have the most suspensions in NHL history, I think it's hard to deny at that point. Just such an asshole move like I will say his suspension I think we said last week too suspension that he had this season the first one was kind of bullshit it was I agree whatever. with that but now like you're more than well aware like I know he went on record today and said I think I got this six game suspension because of my history and yes after a certain point you're no longer a repeat offender but because he did have the suspension whether it's like kind of a bullshit one or not getting this other one makes you a repeat offender again so you knew that you're going to get the hammer hard. And yeah, I do think they probably took into account that you're Brad Marchand because they fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not a secret. And that should be even more motivation, not be a dumbass. Like he yeah. is one of the best, like people don't understand how skilled he is because all they have is this idea in their head. Oh, that he's a rat. He's a dirty player. He is so fucking talented. And I don't know if he'll ever get the respect he deserves as a player because of dumb shit like this. And while, like, typically, yeah, that, like, what he did was so fucking stupid, I will say. And if it was anyone else, I think it would have been lower suspension because he even said himself, he's like, it's not anything that was going to harm anyone. Yeah. But it was just so dumb. Like, there was no fucking need. I don't care how angry you get, like, heat of the moment, whatever. He's like, yeah, I was immature, like, all this stuff. And then Bergeron went down like 20 minutes before that. So you know you're going to be out with without him for long term. Yep. You don't know how long. And you know you're going to get fucking suspension for going on a goalie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was just so stupid. That's like the one thing you cannot do. And he was like, oh, it didn't even endanger him. All this stuff. It's like, yeah, but it's a goalie. You can't fucking touch them. Rightfully so. I mean, like. Could you imagine if this happened to, like, Swayman? Oh, my God. Boston would, like, freak the fuck out. And rightfully so, I would be, like, ready to hunt that person down. And I'm sure Penguins fans are, too. Like, again, it adds to the fact that it's Marshawn. They're like, fuck this guy. And I feel like he was starting to get his rapport back with people, you know? Definitely. He's been super vocal, like, showing his personality. And people have really been liking that. And I I don't know I'm obviously there's always going to people that think he's a dirty player but now this is what you're making headlines for this is all people are going to think of again yeah and you know we've said this countless times on this show before and today alone like it doesn't really matter what people in New England think about you your reputation outside of New England is always going to be how it is and there is no fixing that just because mm-hmm. on top of people hating teams in New England that don't live here, now you have someone like Brad Marchand, who is the most punished person suspension-wise in NHL history. Like, it is what it is. Nobody's ever going to see you any differently now. You had a chance, and you really fucking blew it for an immature mistake. 
it like sucks because I love Marshawn so much and I still do love him but especially now given the timing of everything it's like you are letting your team down so so hard and I know he's appealing for to like revoke the suspension that is so like I know like it's probably just a matter of okay you have to do it just to do it like pretty much everyone would try it's like that's nothing's gonna fucking happen out of Mm -hmm. that just accept that you fucked up hard nothing's going to but yeah I mean you do have to try to appeal it but nothing's gonna change it's just gonna make you unfortunately look like more of a joke to people I think yeah um so the last thing I see that you added into our notes I'm glad that you did because I forgot to add it in here was Trevor Zegras outcome in the skills competition I want to know how you feel I'm gonna be honest I'm not a big fan of the skills competition in general I think if there's okay. something like Zegras was very entertaining I think him specifically him and Hughes like really brought something to it that the we young don't kids see yeah and that was super fun. And then the NHL just kind of screwed it a little bit there by just John Hamm putting up the fucking night. She's like, oh, you win because you're from Vegas. Like, like, seriously, you have like, and the thing is, it's the viral moment. That's what everyone saw was that Zgrass skills competition. That's, that's then, what people saw. Yes. And then they're like, oh, that guy definitely won, right? No. <laughs> Mm-mm. which is so on brand and typical but I'm just like, come on it's literally handed to you on a platter <laughs> and like to be honest yeah he got screwed out of it and that's the clip that went viral but it's like you we talked about this last week with young NHL fans like you're just gonna piss those kids off even more like he deserved it he's part of this young crowd he's the up-and-coming face of the NHL like what are what are we doing here I don't know. I, I'm again. I'm not a big fan of their All Star game in general. I'm not a big fan of most All Star games. Like I love. I, we were talking about this last night. Love MLB. Yeah. Like they do a great mm-hmm. job. NBA does a good job. Just in general, I think it's a hard event to do, regardless. Like skills competition mm-hmm. and the actual game. But yeah, I was just like seriously, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not hard to make the right decision um our last little bit of hockey talk obviously we are a boston-based crew so we want to talk about about the bean pot i know a lot of people have mixed feelings about they either love the bean pot or they think it's so overrated obviously we love it we're big college hockey people um my only takeaways from this for the most part was that it was the the first two games were fucking awesome they were great they were fun to watch both i mean the bean pot anything can happen it's always a good time to watch but nesson is just such a snooze fest like their broadcast is so boring for the bean pot and i know that we talked about this but they had no ringside reporter it was tc in the booth interviewing people and it was so awkward it's like where was sophia yerkstevich because like Prior, it used to be Garen Austin who would do ringside for the bean pot, but like they, they had nobody. How cheap can you be? And on top of that, there's already all of these issues in the like hockey is for everyone community. How are you going to have a broadcast with no woman and no person of color and it still be the most fucking boring broadcast of all time? Yeah, that, that was a pretty boring broadcast. I don't know. The bean pot's such a big thing in New England. I feel like you've got to bring your top people in for that. And I don't know, like, we know the Bruins weren't, they don't play yeah. on the day of the bean pod. So you know that there's people around, Sophia was around, anyone was fucking around. And you still just bring in, like, not that I don't love Tom Karen, but I'm like, hockey's not his thing. That's fine. 
But I'm like, seriously, no. it is the and biggest that's so okay. college hockey event besides the actual championship if you're in New England. <laughs> yep. And it's with, like I just said, the bean pot is always fun. It, the games are always great. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. the rankings in the hockey East or who's put on the ice. It's an easy game to have a good broadcast for. It really is. Yep. The competition's awesome. The fans are awesome. The crowd is awesome. The students are awesome. And it's like, you have all of this crap and it's like, okay, maybe Sophia was on vacation for the all-star break or I don't even, was it still the all-star break maybe? Or whatever. If that's how you want to do it, you cannot tell me that BU, BC, Northeastern, whatever, don't have kids in the broadcasting program that you could give five minutes of spotlight to because it's mm-hmm. not like this isn't about the fucking students anyway. No, I a thousand percent. And that's just how I feel. I think that's the perfect chance for student broadcasters. Like it's a college event, you know, it's college kids that come out. Like, of course, like you do have just like general fans and families and whatnot too, but like it is, it's for those college kids and it's just weird to not capitalize off of that, I think. Yeah, and people would love it. And it's not like it wouldn't be a good recruiting slash scouting chance for Nesson to find future talent anyway, mm-hmm. especially local talent. Um, so that is my suggestion to them. Um, the only other thing I have to say was that BU's power play is fucking so good. So good. And I know you're a big BU fan, so I'm sure you were happy to see that. I also see that yes. you hated the BC jerseys. Yeah. I okay. What was wrong with so them? so fucking ugly. I think those are so ugly. And I've always thought that about those jerseys. And then I'm like, why the fuck are you wearing them in the fucking bean pot? I'm so glad we don't have to see your dumbass. Like, I know they wouldn't wear them for the finals, but I'm like, oh, terrible. Terrible. Oh. I hate those jerseys. The BU jerseys were great, though. I saw you posted about them on Twitter. Yes. I love those jerseys. Those and I am not even a BU obsessed. fan. I'm obsessed yeah. with those. I want to buy one so bad. Um, My only other comment about the bean pot, I saw that Jerry York was on a 10-game losing streak. And some people want to say nine-game losing streak because he missed a game with COVID. Yeah. But in my opinion, it's 10. It's on him. It's his team. Um, and this is the first time that's ever happened in his career. And yeah, he's got some kids in the Olympics, but his team still doesn't look good enough to be a competitive team through the stretch of the season for me. Do you think that he's going to retire after this season? So because I, I do. talked to someone, yes, one, I do think so. Two, I talked to someone recently who used to play for BC. He transferred, whatever. And he told me, he's like, the only way that program is ever going to get back to what it was is if he retires. He's like, there was practices that he forgot kids' names. Like, he was didn't know who was out there. Like, mm. yeah. I just think it's best if they move forward at that point. It is time. Everyone has their time, and that is okay. Um, it is okay to move on. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think his time is up. Um, I had one comment about – I have a couple comments about basketball I want to get into really quick before we get into our mailbag segment. Um, one, I saw that LeBron James said that he is open to leaving the Lakers to play with his son, Bronny. Um, I think that it is more likely that Bronny gets 
to play with LeBron now that the Lakers are awful. I think that if they had kept this team together that they thought that they would have this season trying to chase another championship, it might be a little bit different. But I actually would love to see LeBron play with Bronny. I think that that would be really fun. I think that that would be, you know, like a highlight of the things that have happened in the NBA. And I know that that's kind of outrageous to say, but it's true. When the best basketball player that we've ever seen gets to play with his son, I think that that would be so cool and it'd be so fun. Um, not that like, I think the Lakers team would still be together by the time that he's in the NBA, but I, I think that that would be so fun and it'd be really cool. Even if it's only for like a season. Um, my only other two comments are, I want to wish Dante DiVincenzo good luck. He was traded from Milwaukee this week. He is one of my favorite Bucks players. I love him to death. I had so much fun watching him in college, even when he was in the G League, been a huge fan. Uh, I definitely did not cry myself to sleep in my Dante DiVincenzo jersey the other night whatsoever. Um, I also want to say good luck to Dennis Schroeder from the Celtics, who was traded. He was my favorite Celtic. Loved watching him play. My favorite person ever. Such a badass. Like an African-American German basketball player who also skateboards. Like he's just the coolest <laughs> human of all time. And I'm obsessed with him and I'm really going to miss him in Boston. Um, I know you probably don't have any NBA thoughts, but those were mine for the week. I figure we can go ahead and move into our mailbag segment, which if you are new here, we do one of these every month. So make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Satin Seltzers Pod and on Instagram at Saturdays and Seltzers. But you can ask. What's up, you guys? This is editing me. Obviously, if you follow Sarah and I on socials, you know, we had some technical difficulties with this week's episode. Apple sold me the wrong charger, so my computer hasn't been able to hold a charge, but this is the end of our episode. We will do our mailbag segment next episode instead of this week. Maybe we will do our pop culture shit of the week, tweets of the week, and um, our tea party segment double time next week let us know if you guys want to hear what we had to say this week i can do the crossover but we love you guys so much have a good weekend bye i'll see you next week this is not their world. world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. World. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Because this is not their world. world. They know you run the city, every town, every borough. World. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Uh. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs> Let's go. Uh -huh.